0: Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the Real World 101 level. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am thrilled to share this week's episode with you. So this past week, I had the amazing opportunity to interview a Chilean medicine man, a shaman, a healer, a really amazing and interesting soul traveling around the world sharing ayahuasca and peyote ceremonies with the communities. So here he is from Chile in Turkey, and our paths cross, <laughs> and it was actually an introduction from a mutual friend, and I'm just incredibly grateful because sometimes, honestly, the universe brings you exactly what you need. I've always been interested in peyote ceremonies and the benefits and experiences of ayahuasca, and so it was such a wonderful um, a wonderful experience, and I'm really excited to share it all with you. He's going to tell us a little bit about what ayahuasca is, the history behind it, as well as his own healing journey and experience over several decades and several continents. So stay tuned and listen. I do want to share with you that I am recording remotely in Bodrum, Turkey, and my little studio here picked up a little annoying interference from some cell phone usage that was around us that I was not aware of. So I apologize in advance, but if you can just get through the first three or four minutes, the rest of the audio is pretty clean and it's a story you don't want to miss. So please stay tuned. And now let me introduce you to my guest, Gerardo Arietta.
1: It's a pleasure for me to be here.
0: I'm thrilled to have you, so Gerardo is um, a medicine man from Chile, and I came across him on a recommendation from actually somebody here that I've worked with before from a previous show, Sash, who is an Ayurvedic medicine person himself and yoga teacher, and we started having a conversation about ayahuasca, and he said, oh, wait, stop. It just so happens this really amazing person is in town doing some ceremonies for ayahuasca and peyote, and he started filling me in. And originally I said, ah, I've met, there's a shaman who comes around sometimes, I've met them, it's not my cup of tea, but I've always been interested in ayahuasca. And then I heard more about you. And so I know I'm doing all the talking here, my listeners definitely want to hear from you. They definitely want to hear. So today we're going to talk about ayahuasca, what it is, a little bit about you, Gerardo, and what led you into this. Um, and so before we go into ayahuasca, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about um, how you describe yourself. You were telling me, like, I, I'm saying you're a medicine man. I asked if you were a shaman. And just kind of explain... What that means, what type of people are doing these ceremonies for ayahuasca and, and who you are like.
1: Okay. Thank you. I know that's a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, I think, uh, some people have some inclination on life, some, uh, special opening aperture, some, uh, um, Possibilities to to feel little different, to perceive little different, to get interested in spiritual ways and uh, and healings. So in my case, um, this come from when I was young. I have a kind of a, at a young age of four years, uh, first contact with the light beings and and star nation people that they came to me and recurrently coming into my dreams and i was quite confused about it i didn't know what's going on
0: yeah did you bring <clears throat> this up to your parents or
1: no i couldn't
0: no too like scared they wouldn't believe you or
1: more than that uh i was not prepared right not even to talk to my friends so right. because i thought nobody's going to understand me so then I have some. Uh, um, I, I was like a normal child, you know. I, I used to live in France from five to seven, and we travel around a little bit. Then we come back to Chile. And I have a, a very nice school in the normal Catholic way. Uh, but I was really inclined to go back to the church to play music because I was a musician already uh, since eight years. And uh, start to develop a, a true love for Mary and uh, Jesus, uh, Sananda, uh, as a spiritual being. And um, uh, beyond the Catholic, it was not just a, a religion a, a approach, it was something from my soul. And uh, when I got the confirmation, I have a kind of a incorporation of a, a Rainbow being coming inside of me. And that uh, took me a while to digest.
0: Because you had this formal Catholic upbringing. Yeah. Yet you're still having these light beings yeah. present themselves to you.
1: Yeah, but this was kind of... Um, I don't know. I don't want to catalog me, myself as a somebody special. But it was quite unique. And yes. then... Um, at the at the same time, a little bit later, at the age of... Uh, that was uh, when I was 13, so when I was 14, 15, I started to research about who were my ancestors, the mother of my father, and I realized they were indigenous people. And that they took me to a very special place where they have a bunch of designs in the stone, called petroglyphs. And all the valley when my grandmother born, there was full of them, and right there, they took me to a special one. There was a spaceship. And all these energies coming to me, and, and my thought was, oh, wait a minute. I am the son of my father. I'm the most uh, identical in genetic to my father. And my father is really similar to my, mo- my grandmother. And my grandmother born there in that land. So my grandmother was indigenous. And the indigenous from there, they were the aguitas, and these aguitas make those designs. So the aguita people were my ancestors, and then they make this design of this spaceship. Maybe this spaceship, there were people, they were also my ancestors, and that was my thought when I have 14 years old, and then I start to research about, wow, who are these people, and I start to amaze, so amazing. Uh, their culture they were very wise very advanced in spirituality in technology working with crystal with metals so
0: they I, can't explain yeah when they uncover these like they can't explain how they were made because they didn't have the technology yeah in popular times that obviously it took to make that that's really amazing i didn't know that part of your history did you feel conflicted that yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you know it's interesting. I see you see pictures of, of Jesus drawn, and if you pay attention, a lot of them early ones in different areas of the world there's these rays of light coming out of his head, right? Yeah, yeah, as we're talking about light beings presenting themselves, yeah, and you can tie these ancient, if, if you're saying petroglyphs, yeah, to which are three, four, five thousand years old, maybe, yeah, very old, very old, to. Drawings of Jesus two thousand years ago. Yeah, the similarities. So wow,
1: I, I get I get in a in a very confused time as you say because I, I was super weird. I didn't go normally, like I was really mystic. And during the last four years of my uni- school, not university, and um, I went every week to the. Uh, archaeological, uh, pre, 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 how can I say, it? like uh, the library, the special right. library where they have all these uh, documents about uh, pre Columbus time and all these indigenous things. And I went every week to study. You were
0: thirsting for the knowledge. Yeah. Like you wanted, and this is a teenager.
1: Yeah, naturally. And, and I showed that to my friends, nobody give me attention yeah. they were telling what are you doing I Do you- think
0: about football or girls yeah or-
1: <laughs> exactly right. or whatever you yeah. know and I was really really enthusiastic about no more about my ancestor then I get interested in the in many different cultures you know I used to love peyote music and I didn't know it was peyote music
0: what is peyote music for our listeners who aren't familiar
1: uh, it's just a very special type of music. So singing, they sing with violins, uh, so it's like a kind of a. Um, my way to define at this young age was like a ancestral angel music.
0: Wonderful. So you feel it because, in your soul. You feel yeah, it in your chest. It was resonates. So beautiful. Yeah.
1: Then, with the time, um, I I got. Uh, really interested in the master plans, and but I have to recognize I was super impulsive, super disrespectful. I was didn't have any wisdom or care or way to approach to this. Uh, so at the age of 18, I start to drink San Pedro by my own, and I do it for five years, and I stop by my own too. Okay. Every every six months. I went there many times alone, many times with friends. But I realized this is something holy. This is something sacred. And I don't have a guide. So and so I,
0: what were you drinking?
1: San Pedro. They call it uh, Huachuma in the t- traditional um, way. It's kind of peyote from South America. Okay. It's a long cactus. And uh, so I stop it. Because I realized, N-n-n-n-n-n. you have to be careful with this. This is sacred. And uh, I took that realization by my own, and I really never recommend nobody to go there alone because it's dangerous. When we go to a spiritual realm like that, amplifying everything, we also amplify our sickness. Right. We also amplify everything. Is more. everything. So, and if we don't have the the capacities and the, the skills and the teachings, how to deal with that is really complicated. You Absolutely. can get lost. So I stopped it completely, and I went direct to discipline, like a submerged every day waking up at 4 a.m. I stopped everything. I stopped to drink alcohol, uh, smoke tobacco, smoke marijuana, I dropped my friends. I I just changed my world, and it opened to me all this beautiful spirituality, making yoga, meditation, different type of spirituality. And my call was, you know what? I felt lonely. I felt so lonely. I felt so lost.
0: Which is such a stage that a lot of healers go through in their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you start to wake up to your healing ability. You know, there's more out there. You know, you're connected to something bigger. And then all of a sudden the stuff in your life seems trivial. It seems superficial. And so you clear that away and then you go through the lonely phase of like, you know, you're connected to something, but you don't feel it. You just feel so lonely, but it's necessary, right? Like you have to go through that to really find the connection.
1: And my call was okay. I need to find my tribe. I know it's somewhere. I need to find where I belong. I know I belong to some path, the spiritual path. So I went to many of them. I went in '97 to India. I one guru took me as a disciple. It was such a blessing. But then I realized this is not my path. Right. I went to so many different spiritualities. Even with the Mayan tradition, I observe all these. They opened my memories. It was great but I didn't find myself. And finally, when I, I, I listened again that the medicine was calling me back and I surrendered to that call. And but this time I didn't want to make like a mess as I did by my own. I went to I, I, I opened myself to receive a master, a healer, a shaman, somebody to guide me. And that was huge for me because then I I start to walk the path seriously.
0: Then you had a mentor
1: yeah of your own yeah. yeah and many people start to arrive to Chile and I was already in this opening with the indigenous because I, I have it since 14 I, I opened this reality so I met many indigenous people from my country from the north in uh, from the heritage of the ink Empire you know, the Aymaras, the Quechuas, <clears throat> also from the South, Mapuches, Tehuelches, Pehuenches, and other people. So it was very deep in that. So it was easy for me to submerge and and release my my tension in in this craziness that I was trying to put together because it was really crazy in my life at that time. How
0: did you find because this is something I hear from a lot of healers and myself included How did you find this mentor? How did the universe bring this person to you?
1: Okay, I think first, in my case, I need to renounce many self importance.
0: Yeah, let go of the ego. uh,
1: In South America, we don't have a word for that. You know, it's very. Self importance. Yeah. I see. Okay. But it's true. Is that about it? So to to understand that, uh, no, I cannot do this by my own, no. I need help, yes. I'm lost, yes. I want to find my way, yes. So I need to be humble. And I don't know how to be humble. I don't know what is that. So I start to participate in ceremony, and the medicine start to show me, and I start to participate in different rites and, and, and rituals in, from the north, northern tradition that were arriving to Chile as a part of a prophecy. There was huge prophecy pointing to the south of Chile and to, to the, my country in general, and, uh, and the elders coming and talking about that, how this uh, was involved the Mayan prophecy, it was involved the Condor Eagle prophecy, it was involved the Rainbow prophecy. It Is was involved...
0: Is Inca part of this yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They were all talking about the same, how we will receive the spirituality back the people who are ready, you know? Yes. So I was getting ready, and different ceremonies arrived for the first time in Chile, like the sweat lodge. So I start to went to sweat lodge. I love it. Many things, memories come through me. And when I went to the vision quest, was everything. In the vision quest, I found myself. All my puzzles get together, understood everything, and I renounced to the fire, I give my life to the fire, I, I really commit deeply in a, in a crying, in a ceremony with tobacco, with a really deep ritual, we, I really did that, uh, giving my life back to who I belong.
0: Right.
1: So then I start to walk the path slowly, 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 but it was not enough in my country. Was, was not
0: enough in your country or culture?
1: In my country, in because your country. there was coming people from Peru, from Ecuador, from Colombia, people from Brazil. <clears throat> it was not enough for me, so I start to go to Brazil. I start to go to Peru. I Start to go to Ecuador and Colombia, and I nourish myself like that, and uh, and that was. Nine years, long nine years period
0: of seeking knowledge and just yeah. learning it and feeling it and letting it kind of all mull together and mingle and
1: yeah. yeah, until I get in a in a situation when the the spirit of the medicine start to talk to me very directly very directly and talking to me, and I got confused i was uh, after the experience, I went to the, to the medicine people in charge, and I said, look, this is happening to me. I don't want to tell stories to myself. Yeah. I don't want to invent these things in my head. What is going on with me? So they told me, okay, it's true. They're, they're, they're guiding you. You're right? listening. Not everybody can listen. You know, Nobody has the opening to understand it. It gave you some
0: validation that this was real.
1: Yeah. But I went to different ones right. because I was not uh, satisfied with the answer of one medicine man. I went with more than 18 and asked one after another, asking guidance. This is happening to me. What do you think about it? And everybody said, oh, yes, you are receiving the call. Go for it.
0: But you still just weren't. You're like, okay, I need to go see another one. I, like you just weren't quite believing it yet, I guess.
1: It's, it's, yes, but in another way was also showing respect to all my leaders.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, didn't
1: want, I didn't want to just jump in conclusion because one told me I want to have the respect of all of them. And like that, they told me, yeah, you're ready. And they start to trust me medicine and trust me the, 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 the way of working with this medicine ayahuasca.
0: And how, like, what age were you when this was starting to happen?
1: This happened 2009. So we're talking about uh, uh, 12 years ago. So uh, 36.
0: All right. So, like, this is like your life path. Like, you definitely dedicated years to, like, really Mm -hmm. finding your path. Did you feel that you were finally connecting with your tribe? Like you said, that little teenager who's like, there must be a tribe out there of people like me. Yeah. Did you feel like you were starting to find your tribe?
1: Yeah, that happens uh, in 2012. Sorry, okay. 2001. Sorry. Okay. When I sit in the first time.
0: You're like, ah, this yeah. feels like this resonates as truth. This yeah. This is familiar. I'm remembering.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then a big change on me. And all this willing to belong, all yes. this thirsty of belong to be part of it, it was gone. And such a release in my heart. And I started to feel deep calm and serenity, but also such a love and commitment, you know? So I did commit with that I, in a, and behind was also coming this that I didn't never expect. The the Peyote altar also. You know, because I was for me, because I'm from South America, I received everything as a pact. You know? We didn't have like a oh I love more this than I love more that. It was I-
0: all together. It's like you have lots of different tools in your toolbox to draw from.
1: I just participated in a bunch of peyote ceremony in a bunch of ayahuasca ceremony. And suddenly, first they gave me the recognition through the ayahuasca, but then they gave me the blessings and the altar of the peyote. So I was um, uh, very young, I can say. I was not very experienced. I'm still learning of this after these 11 years or 12 years. And uh, but it was so beautiful. I, it was like a, when I receive it, uh, I want to learn more. Right. I didn't. I didn't stop because I have seen around many people when they receive, they think it's done. No,
0: it's always it's ongoing, um, ongoing for sure. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I I continue trying to find the best medicine people around to continue learning with them to continue sitting with them, to understand this path is eternal. It's the spiritual path of South America or North America. It's the ancient path of spirituality. So and it's always learning. Always the elder says, uh, even I have sit with people that have been 70 years in ceremony, and they show to the others how to sit up, and they always say, you know... I know so little of this, and I have been 70 years old here, and I will never be enough to learn everything. You will never learn everything because it's really a lot. So I continue every year going back to Mexico, going back to Brazil, going back to United States, trying to uh, become a better person, just that. you know The rest is you already have it. In my case, I already have it. You know, the ancestor, they present themselves in ceremony. They, you know, this is something very important that I want to communicate. Because many people, they think, oh, I feel I want to be a medicine man. But it's not our right to choose that.
0: I, that is very important to say. I was interviewing a guest earlier and I've interviewed other healers and I just jump, I lump healers together because there's just so many different kinds, yeah. right? Is that it's not anything that any of us chose. Yeah. In fact, um, a lot of people, myself included, don't remember or fight it for a good portion of their life hmm. until you just can't take it anymore and you have to be open to your role. Yes, there's people who can study the medicine. They can study the kundalini. They can study the divine feminine. They can learn how to do ayahuasca. But if it's not your calling, if it's not your actual um, gift, yeah. then they're just words. They're just uh, an outline of steps to take. Yeah, You know, it, it's not you can, of course, always learn more and, and uh, fine tune your craft a little bit. But you either are or you aren't. Yeah. You know, even though we all have the ability to heal, we all have the ability to heal ourselves. There are some people like yourself that are called upon in this lifetime that have yeah. chosen to come here as a healer in the way that you've come as a healer. You mentioned um, earlier in our private conversation, uh, I asked you what was your background, right? Yeah. So he's a very handsome man. He's a uh, tall, broad, long hair, braided, beautiful smile, nice eyes, very attractive man sitting across from me, a little salt and pepper. And again, this beautiful braid going down his back, bright blue shirt. I have the Aegean Sea behind him. So it's quite a picture, right? So I asked him, what is your background? Because I was curious, like, yes, Chilean for sure, indigenous. And his answer to me was in this lifetime. He said something about in this lifetime, right? we talk about like light beings. So if you don't mind, would you maybe just elaborate a little bit? Have do you feel you've been a healer throughout every lifetime? That every time you incarnate as a healer.
1: Okay, so. Um, are
0: you comfortable talking about that?
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Just a little bit, just a couple of minutes. Then we're going to move on to the ayahuasca.
1: During during the time, uh, I I hear the call of the healing, because first we need to heal that call. We need to listen very deep, and 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 accept it. Okay. I have a, the healing is calling me. That means I need to heal myself. And I need to understand what is healing really. Right. What is doctoring? You know, one thing is to learn how to sing in ceremony, another is to cure, another is to heal. That's very different. Okay. So in this healing path, uh, I start to take layers out of this construction that is called society and all this influence, and in deep meditation and practices. And um, uh, slowly, naturally came um, these uh, visions. Then, then I needed to confirm because I'm a kind of uh, man that I, I don't want to jump into conclusion by my own. Right. Because I think it's a lack of respect for myself and for others to start to say, oh yeah, I have this dream and that's mean that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a big sickness. You don't of want to be people. impulsive. <laughs> yeah. So I want to confirm really if that vision that I'm receiving are true. So it took me a while, but then I realized yes it's true that in my past life I I was a monk. You know, Buddhist monk. Right. I, and it's true that I, I was also with the yogis there in India. That's why I went back to India. That's why they recognized me. They have been inviting me since 2014 to go. It was familiar. Even though you didn't
0: realize it was familiar, it was familiar because it was triggers to a past life.
1: Yeah. And also like that, I start to realize, true, I was an Ecuadorian man doing ceremonies, not only in Ecuador, also in Mexico and in Peru. I, I, I have this memory fresh on me. But what I'm wanting to say is not to go behind the, oh, give me a regression. I want to have a regression just to as a curiosity. No. We, we shouldn't go like that, you know? If they present themselves, we have to be humble enough and wise enough to understand, is this my invention or not? Right. You know? Because... The ego, as you mentioned, the self-importance, will like to tell you so many things. Right. <laughs> you know, how great you are, but that will never tell you the wrong thing, you know? And I did see myself in Poland as a little child suffering with my mind dying. In know? one of your lives? Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that. So I um, can be a little, uh, not impetuous, but I can be a little bit, okay. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I am you know, I have a plan. I'm going to do it. And I, um, my first past life regression was because I was really sick with cancer, like really bad. And I was working with an amazing Western medicine therapist who happens to have this alternative side to her. And she's like, if you're open to it, if you're open to this spiritual healing, let's see if we can go back and find the source of your pain. Because mm-hmm. I had all this pain in my left side right here. Yeah. And we, it took us a little while, but we were able to go back into a lifetime. And I had been stabbed here. I'd been actually murdered by, I was, I was a man in that life and I'd been stabbed by a woman. That's a whole other story. And, um, but what was really interesting is to me is I was able to like, kind of look this up. I had names and this was like real Mm. Granted, It was a long time ago and I had two other regressions through my healing process. And one of them is I was a, a small child, a girl who cut my hair very short to pretend I was a boy for safety. Mm-hmm. Cause I was a street child mm-hmm. and I ended up um, being killed. Um, you know, like 12, 13 years old, lived on the street, very poor, but there was a reason that I got that but at first it was so painful it's like no everybody wants to know that they're like a princess yeah (laughs) you know they're a famous healer and it was like no I was a very poor street kid trying to pretend I was a boy so nobody would know I was a girl for safety and you know but I've always been drawn to India I'm getting goosebumps now like I've always been drawn but I didn't know why and Mm. then I had that I was like oh like yeah. I've had a lifetime there There's a, and maybe more than one. There could be multiple reasons, Yeah. but I, I do love that. But yeah, when I first started getting this, I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm a healer. I'm supposed to be doing this, Ch-ch-ch, you know, like a little robot. So I went, I'm gonna go be a healer and I did. And it was great and it was wonderful, but I realized it wasn't necessarily my calling in the way I was doing it. Like yeah. you said at the beginning, you thought, Oh, I could do this, but that's not really it. Like, okay. Are you a shaman? Are you a medicine man? Are you, like you said, you don't like labels. Like, you know, what are you supposed to be doing? And it's like, okay, let yeah. me take these years. Let me travel the world. Let me taste a lot of different things and learn and suck up this knowledge, whether it's, you know, with the guru in India and doing Kundalini or it's ancient Inca or it's, you know, the the beautiful music of the peyote ceremony. Mm. I, I love this. is so wonderful that you put all this together and then... It was like, "Oh, okay. Now we have past lives to deal with." <laughs> like, yeah. how's that role? Like, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm seeing light beings at 4 years old, but I'm being raised Catholic. Okay. So this all makes sense somehow, but how? <laughs> right?
1: Well, yeah. I I can tell that uh, it was not easy the 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 surrender to the past. Yeah. Because sure. uh, I did have my my ideal life. You know, I did want to have a like a my country house, my family, you know, my dog, right? My normal
0: Everything life. Everything looks good on paper. That everybody recognizes as success.
1: You're yeah, going to be exactly. happy and
0: successful if you have this wife and this nice house and this car. Exactly. And this, yeah. Yeah.
1: But then I realized, wow, life is much more than have a house, mm-hmm. a work, a family. There is something that uh, uh, is invisible. There is something that um, you cannot collect it, you cannot uh, uh, own it. There is something in life. They call it reality, spiritual reality. You yes. know, and that spiritual reality, it get accumulated as you more practice and give you stability. The as more as spiritual stability the people has, you are. More strong to deal with things in life, yes, not... because
0: you know we're all connected and that you're connected to something bigger. And so, like if you can kind of step back a little bit, you know I, I teach a mandala. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned from a mandala master who you would probably love, by the way. She's in Gamushluk near here. And it's you when you look at mandala, the ancient Indian meditation, you draw it and it's close and you see all the mistakes. you see that everything's not perfect. This was, oh, but this, but then you pull it away two feet, four feet, put it across the room. And then all of a sudden you have this beautiful piece of art. It might only be like a foot from you and you see this beautiful piece of art, Mm -hmm. but when you see it three inches away, you see all the mistakes. And I feel like life is that, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can't, we get, we lose our focus Mm -hmm. and we see our life micro and then we see all the problems and all this and this and that. But if we can step back and look at it from above, we see the big picture of how beautiful it is. And it's kind of like that. It's like, if you can step back, no, we're all created like for a reason we're bigger than what we think our present reality is. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more Mm -hmm. connected to the light beings connected to each other connected to mother earth, just that connect. And you said for you is like really, um, the fire, like you're connected to that fire right? Mm -hmm. Like that has meant so much to you and opened up so much to you. Yeah. Um, But you're, yes, that little 14 or 15 year old lonely kid, (laughs) all of a sudden is this globe trotting medicine man who's helping people feel connected and and Mm -hmm. wake up. Um, I really, I'm loving your story here. It's really beautiful. And I thought we were just going to talk about ayahuasca.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me come back a little bit about that. Um, One thing that I realized that Uh, we are humans, okay? Okay. Some people have a bigger realization than that. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But uh, what are the traditions? Many of them, they haven't been created by the humans. Yeah. They have been manifested by the spirit and when the spirit comes and manifests and talks through these uh, doorways, these magical doorways, these healing and uh, master plans, okay, uh, you realize that uh, okay, there is something beyond our capacities here, and they are in command, they are in charge, because they are huge consciousness, wide, more. Than our particular one, so when you realize that that uh, the traditions, many of them, hasn't been created by the humankind, yeah. and it's coming like a, from a <laughs> spiritual realm, you understand that the, who we are, us, to change them, who we are, us, to adapt them for our human uh, experience. Not only experience, whatever we like it or we don't. So
0: how do you feel about, you know, a lot of um, people in this arena this, and myself included, but talk we're in a spiritual awakening right now in the universe, like in this time in history of our planet, we are in this global awakening. Five years ago, people were not talking about this. Ten years ago, they were definitely not talking about spirit guides and energy, except in very small communities, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a little bit in the 70s. Obviously, medicine men, shamans, healers have been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. but in popular culture, as a global society, it was not mainstream to talk about this yeah, and now we have movies and TV shows and podcasts, and major corporations are bringing in healers to work with their staff to improve their quality of life. yeah do you feel like that you've definitely seen a difference in the last five to ten years with um, like more people seeking this? From you, they're seeking these experiences.
1: Yes, definitely. Do you, what I was going to go with this uh, first introduction, saying that who we are, us to change this tradition, is that I have the realization that uh, look at the society how it is now, look at this world with this COVID, with this pandemic and all this uh, mess, how they treat us, you know. Uh, we deserve better this is the point every human being deserves better and have been we have been living in a illusion on the control manipulation since thousands of years okay and the only thing that have been there as a guide has been the traditions spiritual traditions you know that has been uh, stable and not changing so now that the 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 level of the expansion of the consciousness in in this society is reaching to a a mass that is getting critic. You know, it's it's expanding in a way that nobody understood why, but it's happening. It's happening, the higher consciousness, definitely. Yes. Yes. So, look, let me give you an example. 2020, no, 2000, sorry, year 2000. Everybody was, oh, what's going on? Change of era, blah, 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 blah. And you know what happened? In all these places, start yoga classes. Right. In all these places, they start to give meditation. In all these places, they start to give massage and therapies to who? To the companies. Just to give a better work. Right. A better service. So that was a big change. Okay? Now what's going on? Now we're reaching to another level. Uh, that uh, where it, it's like an echo from the future. You know, yeah. the the future is calling us, it's a bright future.
0: It is a bright future. I, I did a few shows during the lockdown of the pandemic almost a year ago now, unfortunately. Yeah. I we were still dealing with this. It was like, I know it doesn't feel good right now, but this is a good thing. The world is changing. It's shaking. It's the consciousness is raising. And when we go through an ascension, it doesn't always feel good. But good stuff is coming. Yeah. Like it really, really is. Good stuff is coming. We just have to peel away the layers and the crust of the problems that we've had.
1: Yeah. It's like, a look, when you see, um, let's put it in the nature, okay? We, you see a, a charcoal. A, a piece what? Of, a charcoal. Charcoal. Or mm-hmm. a piece of carbon. What is needed to transform to a, a diamond? They need pressure. pressure. They need yeah. a lot of... Uh, Uh, influence to become, you know, and that influence, they're not very healthy. They're not very happy. There's not very easy, that transformation. This is what's happening now. You know, they're trying to push the population down and blah, 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 to control the people, society. And many people are falling into the illusion. We need to learn how to play in this reality. We don't need to fight the system.
0: Right. Go with the flow of energy. Not go with the flow of people, but go with the flow of energy. Yeah. Like learn how to be aware of it. Yeah. And embrace it and not put so many labels and put ourselves in a box of we have to have this to be successful. We have to have this to be happy. Just go more with how it feels and what we're being given. Yeah. Um, You know, it's so true. Mother Nature has given us pretty much everything we need to be healthy and happy. We just have ignored it and then you add in the spiritual component
1: Um, and this is where we are coming as a community of medicine people
0: yes so let's get into that if you don't mind because I could talk to you all day this is so interesting I'd love to have you come back on the show time permitting I don't know how that's going to happen because I know you're doing some really um, wonderful impactful uh, ceremonies while you're here in Turkey and I think from here you said you're going to Brazil yeah Um, so I'm so grateful for the time that you're giving me today Would you mind just um, because this is a basic level uh, podcast of really opening people's minds to things out there that maybe they didn't know about. Could you explain what ayahuasca is, like actually what it physically is, and then kind of what the purpose of the ceremony is, what it looks like, kind of walk us through what people would expect, say, if they're going to one. So start, if you don't mind, with what it actually is.
1: Okay. So, um, First of all, it's so old. It's so thousands of years old, the use of this master plant. And uh, it has been growing in uh, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Brazil, and that's it.
0: Is it an herb? Is it a two. It's a mix of
1: two plants. Okay. Okay. How they discover that? Many people start to check in the jungle... And they saw the jaguar going to the, this special vine and eating the vine and scratching the vine and chewing the vine. And then the jaguar go to this special leaf, Chakruna, and eating the chakruna, and then resting and looking it up and acting very special, the jaguar. <laughs> and they realized wow, why he's doing that? Let's do the same. So they took the vine they smudge it. They took these uh, leaves. They cook it together, and come this brewage, this 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 drink, this um, blood of the mother earth. They call it the sacred vine of the spirit. Ayahuasca is in um, Quechua means the spirit vine of the ghost of the death. Ah. You know so is the encounter with the spirits so when you gonna if you want to understand and get close to this first of all much respect and understand because this is healing deep work is not to play around It's not for recreational in general there is a
0: hallucinogenic component right because it has the DMT in it naturally is that correct
1: yes but i will so not, it's not i will not Definers as as hallucinogenic.
0: but like some people say, oh, you do this and you see things. Like maybe that does happen, but that's not the point. The, this is a ceremony of healing and expansion and right. Like it's
1: when you when you take out the spirit of this plant and you make it synthetic and you make it like a a pill of DMT. There you're gonna have hallucination, a hallucinogenic thing. Yeah. But when you have it with the Spirit, with the prayers, with the care, with the wisdom, with the t- touch, you know, and all that, yeah. you will not have hallucinogenic. You will have visions. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. The
0: difference. So people come, to, they're going to do the ceremony, <clears throat> whether it's with you or another um, medicine man in South America, really, right? Mm-hmm. I know, like, a lot of times I say ahead of time, like for the first couple weeks before like, not to eat meat, not to drink alcohol, to, like, meditate, to set your intentions. Like, is this part of it with yeah. what you do?
1: Yeah, it's very important, the diet. The diet. And not not diet only about food. Is diet about behavior. Is diet what you see, what you hear. Is that diet to get away of darkness or strange places without prana, you know? And prana
0: it's, being life force energy. Yeah,
1: it's, it's about to care really deep about... Hey, where are you going? You're going to encounter with this mother of the nature. Ayahuasca is the spirit mother of the nature. You know, it's not whatever counter. So yeah. you
0: want to come in as clean as you can. Exactly. Mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Like, so what you're putting in your body, what you're putting in your mind, like this is not a time to be watching news and reading horrible stories exactly. and like gossiping. and Exactly. Right. It's a time to like be clearing and just trying to get yeah. as clean so you can start the ceremony as fresh and open as possible. So:
1: Yeah, many people bring a lot of questions and fair enough, but sometimes all the questions get answered, and then what? Right? And then you, you need to understand that uh, it's not uh, uh, for what is what you do during the ceremony.
0: And you don't predict it because you don't know what's going to present itself as being...
1: This right? is a mysterious path. Yeah.
0: You don't know it's, what's going to happen.
1: You don't know never if it's going to hit you and and push you around and vomit and vomit, or you're not <laughs> going to feel anything. You know, this is an intelligence, very spiritual intelligence force. So we shouldn't be demanding when we go to a ceremony, ah, I want to have this answer. I want to have this. And if it doesn't happen, it's not working. It doesn't work like that. It's not like that.
0: So you come to the ceremony and assume you've done your personal homework yeah. of being clean, and you have something that you drink. Yes. Right. So you do this in the evening, usually. Yeah, it's like
1: a kind of, uh, uh, like a shot of, uh, um, I don't know, like a little shot of kind of wine. Okay. You know.
0: And you ideally you want to be like in nature, close to nature, somewhere like. Open like you don't want to be doing this like in a hotel room. Like ideally, correct? yes, ideally
1: yeah. yes, but uh, never too exposed. Neither. Okay. Remember that it is needed to be guided. Yeah. Is needed to be under protection. So use. Uh, normally, we 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 find a, a, a clean space, a clean house, that where we can set up our prayers and and have the experience together, and. We do sometimes private sessions, like a one-on-one. We do sometimes little private groups. Or sometimes we do a group more bigger, like a 30. Oh, no, wow. Like a, no more than that, generally. Sometimes, so you
0: come in, you drink this, and then within, and you in your safe private place with your person like you, who's leading this, right? Yeah. Saying the prayers. And then 15 minutes, half hour. It starts to take effect?
1: This depend on the people and okay. depend on everything. Depend on the day, depend on the season, depend on the place, depend on the collective of the group.
0: But if you're telling people like just so people listening, kind of just a rough idea of what to expect. Yeah. So you, you come in, you sit, you're in this clean space, very safe, comfortable. I'm guessing you're wearing comfortable clothes, you're like hydrated, you drink this, it starts to take effect everybody kind of knows, like, oh, I hear you throw up. But I understand not everybody does throw up. Yes, and why, what is And why do you throw up? Like, do you feel sick then afterwards? Or is it just like it expels from your body and then you're good?
1: Well, uh, what I used to say is, uh, first, don't have any kind of expectation. Don't wait to feel nothing. Don't wait to see nothing. Don't wait to be answered nothing. You do your homework. You do your enlightening work. And you do, do shadow work. This is what you have to do. Don't expect nothing from the medicine. Right. The medicine is going to be a helper. But if you don't move the energy, nothing is going to happen. Okay? It's it's like that. Sometimes, oh, it's too calm. I want to change this. I want to make it more strong. And then realize, oh, some other people are having too strong energy, too strong (laughs) process. I want to calm it down. So always we need to surrender.
0: Right. It is going to be what it's going to be.
1: Exactly. And don't Mm -hmm. fight about it. And trust the process, okay? It's an intelligent medicine. It will give you what you need, not what you want. This is the process. This is what we need to learn. So maybe you need to
0: expel it and maybe you don't.
1: Exactly. So uh, talking about this point that you talk about, um, many people, we have things that we cannot deal with them alone, like a difficult process. Imagine oh I have a broke up with that person and that person is keep on messing me and you will purge all this mess out. And then you will feel release. Okay? Or I haven't I, too 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 worried about this work. I put too much energy on that. But I haven't put any energy on that another direction. So all this overwhelm of this energy electromagnetic from the work or whatever could be you could be so saturated that you don't feel much nothing.
0: And then, how long does it last once your like the experience kicks in?
1: Normally, and you're in
0: the experience,
1: normally a ceremony has uh, one, two, or three cups that you can receive. Okay, these will depend on you. Okay. Normally, we give one, and we will see what's going on. Some people, they have enough with one, and that's it. They don't go for another. Some people, they go for another, and then they have too much, you know? Right. So what is the important thing here is um, the length of the ceremony in the spiritual realm is different than the normal timing.
0: I understand. Yeah.
1: Because normally the ceremony will be six, seven hours, could be eight, but when you are inside... You will feel like it could be very short, could be eternal.
0: Right. <laughs> so
1: change the time, change the reality. We go to another dimensions, and doesn't mean that we're gonna be on another mountain, in another, uh, uh, another planet, or no. Dimensions is not about that. Dimensions is about how we're, how we are. Where is our focus when we step in silence, for example. And we have this conversation between us. And we talk about these special topics. Times change. Right, yeah. And reality change. So this is what we want to bring to the people. And the the, the recommendation for those who want to approach to this is, uh, uh, on my personal view, don't intoxicate with too Much with, oh, see this video, this, this study, this because right, I understand it's, it's better to come empty, actually.
0: Yeah, well, it's yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. Um, because if you have um, existing expectations, then you could be compromising your experience
1: totally. So
0: it's better to not know. Um, with that said, then I'm not going to ask you too many more questions about that <laughs> because I don't want people who are listening going, Oh, but she said this will happen. I do think it's important to point out to people that not everybody does get sick. It's exactly. what you need. Some people need to expel it out of their body. And some people, it's fine to stay in their body. Yeah. It's, it could be six to eight hours physically on your watch, Yeah. which may seem like 10 to you, 10 minutes, and it may seem like a lifetime. Yeah. Everybody's different. And then, how about benefits? Like, can you... like. People who are coming to you to do this or who are interested in this, something's resonating with them, right? Something's like, I'm interested in this. I want to know more because I do believe like only people who are ready are going to kind of be interested in it. If you're not interested in this, you probably already turned out of the podcast today or you're just taking this as, you know, entertainment value. Um, But if you're interested, it means, like you said, you're thirsty. You're searching for knowledge. Yeah. What are just kind of the broad benefits that a lot of people are kind of hoping to get out of this? Is it spiritual connection? Is it understanding of life path or purpose? Or what are just some of the things that people come to the ceremony um, kind of searching for?
1: Okay. Uh, Three things came to me. First, uh, this is not for everybody.
0: Right, for sure.
1: This is very clear. Uh, Why? Because it's not in their fields, just like that. Right. Is not in their, they, they're not interested. They don't give any, any opportunity to nothing spiritual. So, and this is deep spirituality. Correct. So it could or be. Or they feel
0: so connected in what they're doing already. Exactly. So not, they don't feel that hunger for this.
1: Yes. They have already their path. They are okay there. Perfect. Yeah. Leave them there. Some other uh, can perceive the call of this medicine. Remember, it's a huge spirit beyond our understanding and she's the one calling the people.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay.
1: From another perspective, uh, yeah, people feel, oh, I'm interested in this indigenous, I don't know why, but I like feathers. I don't (laughs) understand, but I like the jungle. Right. I like the animals. I want to get into that, you know? So they they feel called, okay? But, Let me tell you, both reality, the one that this spirit is calling you and the one that you are in getting trust, they are not contradicted. Actually, they are working together, okay? So when you does come and you does have the spirits, uh, most of the people, uh, what they express is completely life change. That's what I've heard. The first time I got invited to Australia was 2012. Completely life change of many people. First time that I went to India. Completely life change of those people. Even one became water activist, another forest activist. So they did drop their job and start to protect the waters, start to protect the forest. This is something concrete. So and others they really understood, oh this is too much for me. This is overwhelming. I have right. to step it slow, go slow in this path. It's too much. I, I, I have to process. Yep. And fair enough, you know? And others, oh, I cannot wait to go next one next week. You do it again. That's you know? like
0: our mutual friend who introduced us. Yeah. Has done it a couple of times and can't wait to do it again. Yeah. And he's Because he's feeling like every time. He couldn't really explain it. Either he couldn't explain it or he chose not to for personal reasons or like what you just said. Let's not give you any ideas because your experience will be totally different depending on what you need to work on. Exactly. What the spirit's calling you to. um,
1: And something else that I want to add there, um, something very wise advice that I have heard is uh, what happens in ceremony, <laughs> stay in ceremony. Yes. So that means... Not just for Vegas. Just don't <laughs> go around speaking about your experience just randomly. No. No. Because it's a treasure. It's a light. It's a very bright light that if you're going to plant that seed in somebody else, you need to be sure they're going to open their eyes to really spiritualize. They're going to feel there. Open their heart Correct. to receive this because you need to be intelligent also how, how, what you do with this light, you know, because you can drop it. Yes. You can lose it. And, and then
0: have to reconnect or, or yeah. It's, um, you know, I uh, sometimes hesitate with what I share as well because I have t- different sides to me. I have a very mainstream public speaking corporate side and I have the spiritual coach and healer side. Mm-hmm. And I love both of them. And I'm in my own journey and process of integrating that. What I love is teaching people how to heal themselves. I love exposing people to healers like yourself, to medicine men, to like maybe somebody who's listening to this right now is like, oh my God, that's so interesting. Oh my God, I want to know more. And mm-hmm. they're going to Google you or they're going to find out more about ayahuasca because they're being called to it. Mm-hmm. So this podcast, this show today, you sharing is can open up people's minds who've been searching for this And they come across it like I love all that. I myself have not tried this and I've thought about it for years, but I haven't done it, but I've thought about it. And every time it's been available to me in a very easy way, not buying tickets and traveling to South America and hiking through like this, like presenting, I've checked with myself. Does this feel like it's the right time? And so far in my life, it hasn't felt like the right time. But not too long ago, I, I shared this. I tried mushrooms for the first time, yeah, and I did it in a ceremonial way with two other women. Um, it was a moon ceremony. I've never done anything like that before. I wanted to try it, to do a show on it, but I felt drawn to it. And it was, I don't want to say life changing, because my life is always changing. Yes. I love my life. Yes. it was. So so impactful. Hmm. And so I like, it was wonderful connection, validation, love, amazingness. It was exactly what I needed at the time. It, it was just one of the most wonderful experiences I've had in my life. Yeah. And, um, but I had also been warned ahead of time, not warned, cautioned Yeah. that you don't know what's going to present itself.
1: This is very you important what you're talking about yeah. because it
0: can go the opposite way.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Look, you could and be when, crying and, and when upset. you're crying, when you're sad, when you're processing, yeah. it's the most beautiful thing because you're liberating all these
0: yes.
1: layers of layers of ancestral pain, of chains of your ancestor. Yes. So this is one of the good things that could happen in a ceremony. So don't identify with the process. This is what we tell to the people. Don't identify with this uh, exaggerating uh, yeah. uh, expansion no, 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 keep it your center stay yeah. in the center
0: I went with no expectations other than I didn't want to feel hungover the next day because yeah. I don't like substances in my body
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I was worried I'm like, am I going to be crying, am I going to be sad for two days which did not happen for me um, but most I went with an open mind and open heart, like whatever's supposed to happen I'm excited for this experience um, and You know, I love, I guess I would say to people listening, like if you're interested in ayahuasca, you always want to do your research from the standpoint of knowing that who you're doing it with is reputable and knows what they're doing and it's a safe place and know who you're doing it with. Um, But like really check in with yourself and do some meditations. Is this the right thing for you? Are you ready for something like this? Is the path you should be taking involved this? Because don't just do it because your friend's doing it. Don't just doing it because a celebrity just did it. Like really check in with yourself and see if this is really something that you're being called to do for the right reasons.
1: Thank you so much for that word because it means a lot for the people that they're really trying to find themselves. We kind of understand, but we always try to take care about the people who are coming in a greedy way. I, I want, I want, I want. I want to have the experience. Don't come only for the experience. Try to find something deeper in on you. Like, a, I want to heal this. I want to, I want to release my, my self-importance. I want to be more humble. Or I just want to have a good family. I'm struggling with my relatives. Try to find a, something real in your life to put together. And there we will go. The energy will take you good. But if you come, like, a, I want to have a shaman, I want to have this for me, 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 could be very t- difficult yeah. experience. So that's why we advise just uh, take your time, feel it deeply, and uh, whatever you need, we are here.
0: This is wonderful. Well, this uh, we've spoken even longer than I normally do because this I could talk to you all day. Yeah, thank you. So much knowledge, um, really beautiful soul. Thank you for being with me today and for anybody out there who's interested in knowing more you can find um, Gerardo his his email he is graciously gonna share with us and it's Gerardo underscore Arietta at yahoo.es and you don't need to remember that because I'm gonna put that in the show notes if you go to the podcast show notes now there will be his um, email address the spelling of his name His Instagram account, you can find him on Instagram and you are happy to answer questions.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. So if you have any questions directly for him, find him on Instagram, send him a DM or his email address. Again, look in the show notes. Um, Is there anything else you want to add on how to contact you, Gerardo?
1: Um, I'm just grateful with you. (laughs) It's so good to meet you, to look into your eyes, to feel you, to understand that I'm not talking to... Just a interviewer that you're. A, I can see how you communicate very good, and uh, I'm really happy to be part of this. Thank you. And uh, I see yeah, that you're doing a great job and <laughs> giving support and help to many people. So I really want to appreciate that job you're doing.
0: Thank you. And
1: uh, let's keep on walking this path.
0: Yes, this is wonderful. I'm so glad that our paths crossed. Um, you know, I, I look at you and I feel like I'm looking at a very old soul like into your eyes. I see like this big, I don't know, like senior stag with huge antlers or something like in the forest like this. It's just a, it's a really beautiful image. So I'm always um, grateful to the universe when somebody like you crosses my path. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being a guest on the show today. And again, for everybody out there listening, go to the show notes because there's so much information here. I will have links to different things you can look at. If you're interested in ayahuasca um, and having an experience for yourself, he does do retreats all around the world. He's here now in Turkey, going to Brazil, does North America, South America, will be in the United States um, probably late spring over summer, maybe into fall. So um, this podcast is listened to in 70 countries. (laughs) So they could be coming to a country um, near you soon. And also um, I am under the understanding that if, If you have a group of people who really want to do this, that you can contact him and they may come to you um, if you have a group. So that is possible to do private retreats with him as well. So keep that in mind. Um, All right. Well, I guess that's a wrap. I'm just going to say thank you one more time and do some housekeeping. So thank you again for being such a great guest.
1: Gracias. Thank you. (laughs)
0: And I'll do a little housekeeping here is um, I am on Clubhouse. You can find me there if you want to have more chats with me one-on-one. You can also DM me on Instagram at Michelle Schoenfeld Official. I answer all my messages. I'm not going to give all my contact information today. Go to the show notes because this has been a long show. And we're also not going to do a mantra today because I think we've given you a lot of information, a lot of really good stuff. Um, and just to keep an eye out that I am having another guest come on this show, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, who is another great healer, and she is also South American and is going to be talking about uh, feminine energy and moon energy and women's circles. Um, so she happens to maybe be in the studio right now. So would you mind just giving me your name again, saying it? Because it's hard for me to... I can't do that R. Raisa. Raisa. Raisa Gomez. Gomez. So look forward to that show coming soon. And until next time, know that you're worthy. You're enough. You're born for the reason. The universe wants you here. So share your gifts. And that's a wrap for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. And until next time, Namaste. (laughs)